Gospel Message Week 43 Be God's House Right now there's a lot going on in the world which we know and presently there's for those who come from the country Nigeria we know that there's a lot going on there too with the protests and the violence and the bloodshed and the NSARS movement, things are progressively going from bad to worse. And it is my prayer, and I'm certain the prayer of every Christian, that God in his infinite mercy will protect the innocent in that country and save people from needless bloodshed and needless carnage. And it's a scary time because things are happening. I will, I don't want to say in a way that they haven't happened before, but it's definitely a first for this generation to witness firsthand the things that they're witnessing because a lot of these types of events that have happened in the past have been just that in the past and they've read about it or heard stories about it, but here they are, you know, right in the thick of it. And it, it's scary. People are dying, people are getting hurt. And it's just part of the rhetoric that's going on around the entire world, really, where people are rising up against corrupt governments, against bad leaders, against police brutality. And I, I, I'm, I'm concerned whether how long things will go on like this and what the Lord's will is for these things with regards to either bringing it to an end now, or if it's just simply part of the end times. And we Christians, we have to be mindful of that because a lot of things that we're seeing that are going on in the world, in as much as we're praying for God's mercy and praying for him to stop these things, if we read the Bible, these things are very similar or very characteristic of what the Lord said would happen in the end times. So knowing that we're here now because we're praying for deliverance, but while we are here now, we Christians, we have to remember, we have to remember what the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit. And the word tells us, know ye not that ye are temples of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells within you. That has to be our starting point in everything that we do. Whether we are standing out there on a social platform, whether we're standing out there on a political platform, or whether we're standing out there on a Christian platform, if we say Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and we have confessed him and professed to walk in his ways and to be led by the Holy Spirit, then we have to start from our resting place. Our ground zero has to be, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of God dwells within me. And as a result, we now have to cleave to that Holy Spirit and ask for guidance and listen for the guidance when we ask for it, because sometimes we insist on our own way when it comes to a lot of things and ask God to sanctify our wishes. That's not the way God works. If we're truly surrendering to the Holy Spirit, 
then even though we want to do something very, very passionately, we always have to seek guidance from the Holy Spirit to see if that is the way that the Lord wants us to work. So, or wants us to walk. So we always have to remember, brothers and sisters, that we are temples of the Holy Spirit and we start there first before we move out into the world. And it is a huge thing that I am a temple of the Holy Spirit because it also means I am the house of the life of God. I am the home of the life of Christ. This temple of the Holy Spirit houses God himself houses the very life of Jesus Christ himself. So it's not just enough to throw the words out there. We have to understand what we're saying and what that entails. Taking it back to the Old Testament in the book of 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 12, this is when uh, God commissioned Solomon to build the house of worship to build the temple. And in that verse 12, it reads, And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. So that's what the temple was in those days, where they went to worship and where they made sacrifices to God for forgiveness of sins, for thanksgiving in prayer. This was the place of worship. And God was telling him that because he chose Solomon to build this temple, to build this house of worship, he was now assuring him that this place, he has sanctioned it. He has chosen it to be a house of sacrifice unto himself. So translate to the New Testament now that Jesus Christ has come and he says, we are that house of worship. This body, this life, even more than the physical body, the very life of us, which is body, soul, and spirit. This is what houses the Holy Spirit. And since we are now temples of Holy Spirit, since we are now walking around with the body of Christ in us, then God has also, as he said of that physical house of prayer, he said, I have chosen this place to myself. So he has chosen our very lives, our very bodies to be his temple for a place of sacrifice. And then if we forward to verse 14 of that uh, Second Chronicles. It's a very popular verse and we read it all the time. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Verse 15, now mine eyes shall be shall be open and my ears shall attend unto the prayer that is made in this place, in this temple, in this house that is us, that is now us. He's given us the precursor. If my people that are called by my name, this is us, 
the followers of Christ, the temples of the Holy Spirit, the house of the life of God, the house of the life of Christ. If we, if we truly profess these things and we truly walk in what we profess, then he says, they shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways because we cannot continue to practice wickedness and walk in iniquity. And with that same mouth, say we are temples of the Holy Spirit. It's virtually impossible. We cannot say it without being in it. And if we say we are it, then that's the way our lives will reflect. Our lives will reflect that we're the temple. And it's not by our power, because this is what he says in that verse 16 of that same chapter. Now I have chosen and sanctified this house. He chooses the house. He chooses us. He calls us. And he says, when I now call you, I will sanctify you that my name may be there forever. And my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. What an awesomely magnificent promise for anyone who surrenders their life to be a temple of the Holy Spirit, for anyone who surrenders their life to be the house of God, the place of intercession, the place of prayer, that is us. That is our heart. That is our life. And God says he chose us and he has sanctified this house that his name may be in us forever. That his name, his mark, his insignia, his signature may be in us forever. And his eyes and his heart will be in us perpetually. I, I don't know if we understand the magnitude of this. Because if we do, then we have to pause. We can't just say flippantly and carelessly, I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit. And then be behaving anyhow, be walking anyhow, be conducting ourselves anyhow. Jesus Christ in John chapter 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice and they know my voice and they follow me. They follow me and they will not follow a stranger. The voice of a stranger, they will not hear. So this is why we have to seek God in everything. Even though our hearts are passionate, even though our hearts are bleeding and crying out for what's going on, we, the sheep of Christ, the temples of the Holy Spirit, the home of the life of God and the life of Jesus Christ, let us ensure, brothers and sisters, that we are constantly praying over our actions so we are not putting ourselves where the Lord has not sanctioned us to be. It is important that we, his sheep, the ones who hear his voice, because he said we will not hear the voice of a stranger. That means there is a stranger that is trying to get us to hear his voice. So we have to make sure that we are not hearing and obeying the voice of a stranger. And the only way we won't do this is if we know the voice of our Christ, the voice of our good shepherd. So let us remember that we are his house. We are his temple. His name is in us. His heart is in us. His life is in us. As long as we seek him, as long as we dedicate our lives to him, turn from our wicked ways, turn from our own ways, lean not on our own understanding, but in all ways acknowledge him and always seek him. If we are doing this, he has assured us that his eyes and his heart shall ever perpetually 
remain with us and in us. And as far as this house, he chooses it. He calls us. And unless the Lord buildeth the laborers labor in vain. So as he has called us and we have received him, then let us walk after him. We are his house and we need to take that responsibility very, very seriously. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.